Hello friends, this is your technology information channel here, and this is George speaking. For my geek friends that know me as PC Kermo, okay? Tonight's going to be questions and answers to do with technology. Okay, so let's dive right in. Okay, let's dive right in. Okay, so I've been asked quite a number of questions here, and I would like to answer them. Okay, one of the questions is, what is the difference between spyware, adware, and malware? Okay, what is the difference? Okay, so, let me cover these for you, friends. These are questions that has been wrote to me, and these are questions I'm going to answer. Spyware, adware, and malware are all types of software that can be harmful to computer systems. However, they differ and their spectral characters and effects. Let's start with spyware. Spyware is a software that is designed to monitor and track the activities of a computer user without their knowledge or consent. It can be used to gain information about a user's online activities, including the websites they visit and the data they enter. It's usually difficult to detect and can pose as a serious threat to your privacy. Okay, now, <clears throat> Adware is a software that displays advertisements on a computer or mobile device. Adware can be annoying and can slow down a system, but it is generally not considered to be malicious. However, some Adware may be bundled into other types of malware and can be used to spread malware or gather sensitive information. Malware is a general term that refers to any software that is designed to cause harm to a computer system or to perform unauthorized actions. Malware can include viruses, worms, trojans, ransomware and other types of harmful software. It can be used to steal sensitive information, damage your system or disrupt computer operations. Another question I've been asked, how do I connect to another Wi-Fi unknown, unknown password without a router through the Android phone? That's another good question. Now, I'm not able to cover these all tonight, friends, okay? Okay, so this is for educational purposes only, friends. It depends on the network security. There are too many ways, Okay. But because you've asked this question, I can assume that you're a beginner, and I would like to tell you the most simple way. Okay, so. <coughs> okay, so. First of all, you ask the owner for the password. If you aren't willing to do that, and just know that in many countries, accessing a network without permission is illegal. Okay. Uh, another way I could answer it is it depends on the network security. Okay, it depends on the network security. <coughs> and you could use what they call you can install a root on your Android phone. Okay, you could install a root. Now, how do, how do I get on the internet and Wi Fi without a router? Okay, so. What we call a router today is actually several devices shoved into one. It's a router, modem, WAP on switch. It's actually WAP2 now. The functions are shared, net, 
Gipnut, Wireless Nut, and Wired Nuts. You can buy them all separately if you wish. <coughs> Excuse me, friends. <coughs> Getting on the nut without a router means that you need a pure modium <coughs> on an Ethernet cable to a PC, but you can't connect just to one device. It is impossible to get Wi-Fi without a router because the router function which allows multiple devices to share over the NAT connection. Technically, you can attach a WAP2 to a PC and make the PC the router, but then you, you need, you're still using a router. Particularly speaking, the answer is no to that question. Okay, the answer is no. Okay, so there's another one here, another couple I'm going to do. Alright. This is an important one I'd like to ask to my friends on the big wide network of the world. So if you if you know if you want to answer this, please do. What is the oldest conversation? What is the oldest conversation that you've had with a telephone scammer? Okay? That is a good question. Alright? That is a good question. Okay. Now this was answered <coughs> from another friend of mine, not me, but my elderly parents. The phone rang an 84-year-old mum answers in her best little old lady voice compared with Quiver, she says, Oh dear, oh my, are you sure? Or which the computer has a problem? Which computer has a problem? The red one or the black one? Then she says, I have to walk in there. She sits in her chair and shovels her feet back and forth. Finally, she stops and listens a bit more and says, Oh, let me... Oh, my... I've left my glasses in the other room. She shovels her feet some more. You can actually hear the guy getting frustrated with her. Then she asks the silly question for about half an hour. She really has him going. Finally, she says, I think you'd better speak to my husband. He's better with that stuff than I am. So she hands the phone to her, her dad. He listens for a bit and then says, Tell me those does this scam ever work? To everyone surprised, the guy engaged in a conversation about how often people give in access to their computers and how much he makes scamming people. It was the most amazing thing I've seen for a long time. What I, what I learned later is that because they are retired, they have started making a game of it to see how much of the scammer's time they can waste. But the words must be getting out. They seem to be experiencing a decrease in scam calls, too bad and too sad. So friends, there's quite a lot of questions here, okay, quite a lot of questions. There's one says how to create middleware for beginners, okay, I ain't going to cover that one. Uh, it could be covered, okay. It definitely could be covered. Now, there's quite a lot of questions here, it would take me a while to answer them. <coughs> okay. One of the important questions is, friend, friends, is how can you safeguard your computer against viruses and malware? Okay. Now, I think I've covered these in many podcasts in the past. Another question is, how do you get a computer how did your computer get a virus in the first place? Very important question. 
The last time my computer got a virus, it happened because I deliberately infected it. I found a site that was downloading a phony Adobe Flash update, which is one of the most popular ways for sites to spread malware these days. So I uploaded that to Virus Total, which is a, an antivirus program, which hasn't seen it yet. So I ran, a virtual, I ran it in a virtual machine to observe what it did. When I understood how it worked, I deleted the VPN. Okay, so quite a number of ways, okay, quite a number of ways. Now, there are several steps, friends, that you can take to protect yourselves in computer versions. And I have covered them in before in my podcasts, if you scroll down. Not in the proper category. One is using antivirus software, best you can afford. Keep your operating system and software up to date. Be cautious when you're browsing, whether it's Facebook or social media. Be careful if someone sends you a photograph on a request and you look at the photograph and say, oh, interesting, and you're nosy and you want to go to this page, okay? Don't do it. Enable a firewall, okay? A firewall can help block unauthorized access to your computer from the internet. Most operating systems come with a built-in firewall that you can enable. And most important, don't run unknown axe files, which is an AEX, okay? Because that can cause you problems. Very interesting one here, and then I'm going to stop for the night, friends, and I wish you all a happy new year. Another question is from Jake. What motivates the writers of computer viruses and malware? Why do they do it? Okay? Well, let me answer it as best I can. The motivations, <coughs> the motivations of a computer virus and malware creators can be summed up in three categories. The first category is profit, the most ransomware, ransomware application. WannaCry was one of them, and there's many more. As well as cryptos that fall under the category. This motivation is common amongst computer viruses creators. The second category is to watch the world burn. Some people create malware in order to prank others or take down uh, critical infrastructures, power plants, and etc. The final category is a nation-state actors or any group waging a cyber warfare or hacktivists and their motivation is to take down a perceived threat and to cause damage to an enemy state. The Stuckner virus is an example which was created. So there's quite a number of reasons why it did and obviously money. It basically boils down to two reasons, for fun and to make money. Malware like spyware, ransomware and adware make money. Spyware by stealing information from people, okay, and things like that. Okay friends, a couple of questions I had to answer, it was a short podcast, okay, keep safe and uh, make the best out of the new year, because a lot of people obviously have lost loved ones and our hearts go right down. I was going to stop the podcast, going to do the very last one. Do Nigeria scammers use black magic to get their money? That's a good question. Yes, they do with their so-called hustle, okay? Doesn't pay them. Haven't said this before, uh, before for them are able to control you, okay? So this is about Nigeria scams right for a long time. Many time I got them. And so basically, it's a long process for sacrifices. Then use the picture and a hand copy to chain your mind and ears and eyes. Down here is called Yahoo Plus and etc. So basically, 
offer you something in the hope that you fall for their trick. Okay, so we're going to name this topic tonight Technology Questions. Okay, thanks very much, friends, and keep safe.